Welcome to FIC Focus, where Bloomberg Intelligence fixed income, credit currency, and commodities strategists and analysts discuss their short and long-term views on debt markets and issuers. Now, here's the Bloomberg Intelligence FIC research team. Welcome to All Options Considered. I'm Tanvir Sandhu, Chief Global Derivative Strategist for Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg. And I'm Victoria Garcia Lusto, and on this episode, we will be discussing the latest themes from the volatility markets. Last episode, we spoke about recessionary scenarios, and you told us a little bit about what was going to happen. We talked about what might happen if those situations came true, what would happen to options and volatility. Well... Implied vol in the equity market has declined sharply this year, and we're back to the lows seen in 2022. And the markets have been quite quick to reprice a soft landing scenario, as the hard data has been better than forecast, with the labour market remaining strong while inflation has declined. But the growth outlook remains volatile, so we could be in for some turbulence beyond what the volatility market is implying. If unemployment rises and the recession odds increase, then equity vol should rise from current levels. So the question has shifted towards the growth outlook from the interest rate risk. And the equity vol market was placing a decent amount of weight on a recessionary scenario. Uh, But the narrative has shifted lately towards a soft landing. As we saw in January, you know, just in a short amount of time, the narratives change very quickly. And I'm assuming that with that expectation that, oh, the recession's not going to be that deep, I'm assuming that volatility has kind of gone a little milder? Correct. So the equity vol has come down significantly. In terms of the rates market, so our outlook for this year was that rates volatility would move lower on the premise that central banks are now slowing the pace of hikes and the terminal rate is coming into view. If we look at the tails of the rates distribution, so the right tail is about higher rates. Yeah. So as the central banks have hiked rates, the chance of rates going even higher has reduced. So there's less uh, right tail risk. On the left tail, for rates to go down, if we do indeed see a soft landing scenario, the central banks may sustain the rates for longer at higher levels rather than cut quickly. So the left mm-hmm. tail of the rates distribution has also come down. So we have this narrow distribution now, and that's reflected through volatilities. Since the peak, dollar rates volatility on two-year yields is down nearly 40%, and euro rates was down nearly 50%. So we have pretty massive moves in yeah. rates volatility. So if we, we're currently seeing double-digit VIX, and I guess the question for the outlook is whether we're ever going to see single-digit VIX again. At this point in the business cycle, VIX is typically around about 20. So if we look back when VIX was sub-10. And when was the last time VIX was single digits? So that was back in 2017. And that environment was when rates were very low and the market was conditioned on buying every dip. There's a multitude of factors that caused that. Key driver is realized vol of the asset. There's also the supply of volatilities. So we, you know, we see yield enhancement strategies when uh, yields are very low, people get pushed out the risk spectrum and go into strategies such as short vol, whether it's direct or indirect. Low vol was driven by the suppression of risk by central banks. So if you starve the market of yield, you push investors 
out of the risk curve and into strategies that are directly or indirectly shortfall. Buy the dip mentality was very strong. Investors became really conditioned that the central bank had taken the risk out of the market and there's a free put. And the dip became shallower and shallower. Just moving forward into COVID, so the central banks came in with bigger bazookas. And yeah, inje- to try to inject into the economy. And then buy the dip went into overdrive. Mm-hmm. And 2021 was a stellar year for the market. VIX was actually floored at around 15. Key metrics of uh, risk, such as tail risk pricing, remained elevated for 2020 and 2021. Volatility risk premium remained elevated. And it was early until last year, 2022, when those metrics went down significantly. That was a function of the way the market declined. And that's why we saw this weird dynamic in 2022. So even though the stock market declined, buying protection was very challenging and it actually underperformed. So if you bought puts and you were along the S&P, you actually did worse than actually owning the S&P. And the actual strategy that did well in 2022 was buying calls funded by selling puts. So you mentioned the term yield starve just now. What does that mean? Like if yields are really low, how does that affect volatility? Post Lehman, you know, we've gone through this mm-hmm. era of uh, the suppression of risk by central banks and bond yields have been very low. So while it pushes investors into searching for yield and there's different ways to obtain yield, but in, risk. in that environment, you have to take more risk. Mm-hmm. And one of those ways is selling volatility. And it works, you know, for a period of time. And volatility gets pushed lower and lower until there's an event that blows it up. We've seen that happen where the vol spikes have been quite dramatic, but equally the speed at which they decline has been dramatic as well. There's investors come in that just mm-hmm. sell volatility because the central banks have been super dovish. That was all unleashed, so inflation has push the Fed put much lower. So as of now, you know, bond yields have obviously gone up. So bond yields become more attractive from a yield perspective. So finally, investors can earn yield from bonds. But in that time, people were starved of yield and they were pushed out the risk curve. So with that in mind, do you see a big return of volatility sellers in the equity market? Well, if we look at short VIX futures positioning, it's continued the trend of averaging at lower levels over the last few years. And it's typical after vol shocks that the supply of volatility takes a long time to recover because there's been so much damage to these strategies. And COVID was one of the biggest market shocks in history relative to realized volatility. So that took out a lot of these shortfall strategies. And that's why a lot of these metrics, such as convexity, tail risk pricing, skew, these metrics we look at in equity derivatives, they remain at elevated levels for 2020 and 2021 because there's a lack of volatility sellers. Why don't we jump back to rates um, again for a little bit and you can tell us about bond volatility. So rates volatility has come in a lot this year and has moved slightly below our short-term models. So our outlook is for lower rates vol this year, but we've become more cautious over the near term given the extent of the fall already with dollar rates volatility down nearly 40% from the peak and euro rates down around 50%. The directionality between rates and volatility is strong. So a fall in rates will go hand in hand with a fall in volatility. 
Overall, over the medium term, the main factors that provided support in 2022 are moderating and going into reverse. Well, thank you so much for all those explanations. It was very insightful. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.